I don't think that means that I've like fallen down two steps on the healing chart or the path that I'm on, right? Like it's just I had a bad day. Like and then the tomorrow if it's a better day, then it's not like I have to go back. I'm still on the path that I was on. I just got bumped off the, you know, the compass. Welcome to Pressure Out Loud, a podcast where we take the conversations we have with ourselves in our heads and share them out loud about the pressure of everyday life. I'm Claire Hanville. And I'm Billy Watts. So, Billy, we talked a couple episodes ago. I struggle when things change uh, in life. You're telling me when the to-do list just magically changes? Yes. And really, like, it could be big events, but it could be the small things as well, right? Mm. But we have all experienced some of that with the collective trauma. And it's like the pandemic took our to-do lists on a piece of paper and ripped them up and threw them up in the air. Well, I like that when it doesn't matter if you make a to-do list, because by the time you finish making the to-do list, everything that was on there probably changed. And then when even when you start doing it, and I know you always give me people that listen to us in real life... um, give me a hard time because I'm always like, hey, we're doing something. You know what would be really good right now is what if we had this idea? What if we did this instead? And what if we just started over from the beginning? Now, that's how I've naturally lived my life and doing things. Maybe that's why I don't get as many things done. And maybe I, I actually kind of thrive a little bit when we get to that crunch time when it's there's three hours till the event and I have to just make decisions. I don't get to second guess myself all the time. But I think during this pandemic, it's been so hard it's been so hard to be able to find any kind of a support system. You just feel like you're on an island, and it's it's been hard to have that struggle with that relationship. Well, and some of that crunch time over the last couple of years has felt like it's never gone away. Like we yeah, were constantly no, it's, it's trying to anticipate things. Today we have uh, a guest with us, uh, Daniel Nimero. Hey, buddy. Hi, buddy. Uh, so people that know us in real life or listen to us in real life, um, I, I like that. I'm going to use that listen to us in real life. Uh, we've been trying, Dan, we've been trying to have a podcast with just you and I. I think we've tried to do a couple episodes a few times over now. Uh, for years. Yeah. But, but because... We have, uh, if anybody lo- looked us <laughs> up, uh, we have some really great intros out there. Yeah, the beginnings of a lot of really good ideas and zero follow-through because we're both idiots. Oh, idiots. Or I think sometimes we just really struggle with prioritizing things i think that there are personality traits that that you have that i have that 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 claire has (laughs) where we take on stuff because we know we're capable of doing it or helping or being Mm. productive in that role or whatever it is and then uh we're not good at saying no to things so then your your to-do list becomes more of like just uh just a like an odyssey of chaos uh, and so the things that you wanted to do take a backseat to the things that you either should do or need to do or someone's depending on you to do. I forget where I read this recently, but if we all just gave the same grace to ourselves that we so mm. willingly give to other people, um, we'd be way better off. So how do you manage that? Because I always have that that self-talk inside of myself that, like, like you've said, we, we've overextended ourselves. We don't say no. And then we commit to things, and then they're not to our, our perfectionist minds. And then you really feel like you let somebody down. So how do you manage, Dan, that, that self-talk to almost like put on a brave face? Like, it was funny. I, I was with you um, today as we're recording in a class. And I don't know if you heard this, but I overheard some students talking about you in the background. It's always funny and awkward. Um, and they were like, he's so funny. Like, he's so relatable. Like, like, like he's so good. And it made me yes. think to myself that, like, so many times to the outside public, we are this 
solid object that's got everything in together, and they don't know the 17 ways we failed this morning. Yeah, I'm not good at this. I'm, my, so I, my, I'm a terrible self-talker. Um, and I think we rationalize it into, I just have high expectations for myself. So I can, I can talk, yes. I can talk poorly to myself because it's not, it's not bad self-talk. I'm being honest. Right. This is how I'll get better. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm giving myself feedback, but that's where I go back to what I just said that we would never give someone else feedback the way we give it to ourselves mm. ever. I would never go up to a friend or a student and be like, Hey, listen, I know you tried as hard as you can, but that was absolute shit. <laughs> but, but I'll do that to myself yeah. and, and, and yeah. when worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not good at self-talk. I, 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 the concept of it bothers me. Yeah. Um, Are you one of those talk to yourself in the car kind of people? Oh, my God, no. Oh, I am. Oh, okay. Okay. 100% no, I, am. 100% um, am. Do you, wait, or is, like, wait. have a full conversation. Like, like I've already rehearsed what I think you're going to say. So, then so I've thought of what I'm going to yes. say and as a result of what you're going to say. I can say. even try out different scenarios. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you have music on while you're doing this? Um, sometimes. Do you <laughs> ride in silence? Sometimes. But really, it's just me talking to myself. If I'm talking silence? to myself, I want to hear myself, not focused on whatever the music is. That's why I have the music on. I don't want to talk to myself. <laughs> I don't know that I would like the things I have to say. <laughs> and then I'm arguing with myself at a stoplight, and that's awkward. No, I. I cannot. Somebody asked me this recently, like in the car. Do you ever just ride in silence? God no. What would I think? Oh my god, no way. Couldn't do it. Okay, so those, won't do it. So that that <laughs> self talk that you're giving to yourself, in which you, you're right, we would never tell other people what we say to ourselves inside. Is there anything that you do that kind of gets yourself reset when when you go down that deep spiral? When you're like, yeah, you know what? I know you. I know you stayed up all night working on that project, but honestly, that was shit this morning. Yeah. Like, really, really poor. I don't even know. Maybe you should resign. <laughs> like, 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 how do you get yourself out of that I could stuff? Bartend. Be- because I definitely feel like, um, and I think for many people, both uh, young people and uh, people our age, and people that are more experienced than us, these past two years have been a, a constant attempt of I'm going to stand up. Go two steps forward, fall flat on my face. Yeah, re- recoil, go back three steps, and try not to do it again. What I've been working really hard on for myself for about the last four or five months, uh, and it's because of something I read um, where it talked about being grateful, mm-hmm. and that there was evidently a study, like at Cal Berkeley, uh, about um, they they just had students keep a, a, a journal at the end of every night, uh, at the end of every mm-hmm. day, and just write something they were grateful for, mm-hmm. not. Not an essay, not a thing. Like literally, I'm grateful for soft taco supremes. Like whatever, mm-hmm. like whatever you're, like whatever it is. It Absolutely. could be something meaningful. It, it could be something trivial. And what they found was is that those students slept better, <laughs> and reported higher levels of happiness and contentness. Um, that to me was striking. That like without changing anything in their life, all they did was they kept a gratitude journal. So I've been keeping a gratitude journal. I'm on a 175-day streak or something. And wow. sometimes it's meaningful. Um, and it's an app. So like, <laughs> I was about to say, is this, of course it's, it's an not app. paper not and pencil? Well, I, it's not 1991. <laughs> um, I have a journal with like a little key and a lock. I could share it with my seven-year-old. Um, no, and and sometimes, sometimes it'll prompt me to like write a thank you letter to someone and actually send it. But usually it's just, today I am thankful for blank because blank. Mm. Um. And I think that that has helped me in those moments when um, the self-talk is bad or or sometimes it's just a bad day, right? Like it's sometimes it's just – sometimes we just have a bad day right? Yeah. or a bad moment or a bad whatever. I think that 
the gratitude journal has made it so that even in those moments, I can find something that I'm grateful for. The hardest one was I had uh, one of the assignments that it gave me one time randomly was that I had to write a letter to myself to tell myself something I was proud of for myself. That was difficult. I, I was like, I put my phone down. So I'm, I'm not doing it today. I'm but skipping then, it. But then, I, but then I have uh, you know the obsessive tendencies yeah, coming in. But right. but I'm on a streak, so now ah. I have to do it. So what what were you thankful, grateful for yourself? This was a while ago. I, I I think I had said something along the lines of that I was proud of myself for actually taking time to work on myself. Mm. Right, like we all, everybody does like a diet or workout or take walks mm. or whatever. We all have our things right that we do to take care of ourselves. And I think some of those are legitimate, right? There, that, that is taking care of yourself. But I think, I think that there's, I, I think there's a level to which everybody should, whether it's therapy or journaling or at, just time with a friend, that just just talking about that it's okay to not be okay, like. Mm. And sometimes that's the easiest thing to put to the back burner when your to do list is so long. Right. I don't have to worry about myself because I've got this stuff for work and I've got bills to pay and rooms to vacuum or laundry to do or whatever yeah i think that's always been my default is that like i've never dealt with my own mental health issues and because i could always be great at something physical that i could control i could always do something as a kid i could always do something as an adult i could always just work 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 and when when we all went through this collective trauma in these last two years i I mean, I, I would always, I would, I would joke with my wife. I'd be like, well, it's fine. I, I sleep in shifts, you know, like I'll take a nap on the couch and then sleep for three hours and then be up and I, I can make this video on Zoom or I can make this tutorial or I can do this and then I'll sleep for two or three more hours. And I honestly think it was an escape for me that mm. if I could find myself busy enough, then I didn't have to, my self-talk was how could I get the, the task accomplished? Yeah. Yeah. To, to distract yourself from yeah. yourself. Yeah. Not being silent in the car. Yeah, no chance. Never. <laughs> that I'm not doing. Like maybe on like a dare, but that's it. I don't have any it wouldn't last long. No. Oh my God. No. Do you notice any difference in yourself since you've been doing the gratitude journal? Um, I've never been really good at sleeping. Um, so I don't think that's any different. I think that <laughs> it, it's funny. Um, I don't know that funny is the right word. Uh, I don't think we take a lot of stock sometimes in um, being proud of ourselves when we hit a certain age, right? Like when you're nine, like, you know, you do stuff and you're like, like, you know, stand sure. and look, look around and everyone like, look, see what I just did. Yeah. Um, when you, I, the, the first time you can reach up and touch the top of the, the door frame. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I find myself um, being okay with giving myself credit for things. And it's not that I don't think I'm successful and I'm accomplished and all that. I, I, I'm not a, like, like, I'm not like an idiot. Like I can, like, I can look and be like, you know, I've done some things and whatever, but I, I, I you know, that time when you're sitting on the couch or, or laying in bed and you're just thinking or whatever, that like, man, I, that was pretty cool. That I, I think I've had more moments like that. Um, recently and some of those moments have been with friends of mine who have they it's been more acknowledged by my close friends than it has by me probably of like I don't know what's different but you know thank you for checking on me or friends that know that I am actively doing stuff like that being like like they can tell um 
my daughters, um, that, that they can tell that, um, I think it's raised my awareness of other people, to be honest. So you've seen a change in your relationships? 100%. 100%. Now, Dan, uh, we, we all have like our, our little stories and, and kind of bylines. And mine has always been, you know, win the right to be heard. And in yours, you've always said if you get a chance to be a commencement speaker, it's uh, life is not linear. Yeah. Tell us a little more about that. So um, I think it's it's funny. Earlier, Claire, you had mentioned about like other like worried about like, will other people see me as a fraud or things like that? Yeah. I, I think that's such a normal feeling to have um, that even for kids like, you know, we work in schools where kids know us and even the kids that maybe we don't know their name or we know them enough to say hello. Like we are visible people in our school. And so you worry sometimes about like, are they going to know that I'm just a mess? <laughs> right, right. Right. And so what I decided a couple of years ago, I was talking to a group of seniors, uh, like a big group, like 500 uh, at uh, my previous school. And I decided that I wanted to talk to them about, I, I think we do a disservice to kids, um, not intentionally. And it's just because this is how we grew up. Like, you know, you go to high school and then you, you go, you get good grades so that you can go to a good school and then you go to the good school and then either after the good school, you either get a job or you can get a master's degree, but you do one or the other <laughs> and then you get a job and then you get a promotion every year and right. you get raised and then you get married and you have kids and then you retire and it's great. Yep. Or if like you that's a plan or you get that's a job a right list. away or join the yeah. military right away. And that basically just is a slightly different path. And then it rejoins the other path. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all on this. It's the game of thing. life. We, we, we all play that. Right. 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 Exactly. And, and so I think what I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to say to kids, like, listen, there's not that, if that works out for you, awesome. But to this idea that, um, that there is a path, like the game of life, is, is crazy. Um, and I, I'm, I, don't, I, I think that the kids that I work with would think, like, oh, Mr. Emmer, like, he's, you know, important. You know, he's a walkie-talkie. Right. Um, you know, it, uh, I'm I'm a coach and I'm a successful adult and all these things, but I'm a college dropout. You know, like I I I quit school after four years because I wasn't going to graduate in four and I wasn't mature enough to handle that, and so I made a lot of really bad decisions, and so I I quit. Um, and 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 it it, it worked out fine. I think it's good. Right, right. Um, and I and I think that, and I'm not encouraging kids to quit school either, but I do think it's okay. It's okay to fail. Yeah. I, I would never. I was going to graduate as a business major in four and a half to, in four and a half years. I, I could not imagine not working with kids in schools, and I had no intention of doing that. Dropped out of school, needed health insurance, so I had to get a job that had that, and so I got a job as a teacher assistant with the school system, and the rest is literally history. Like I worked for two years, went back to school, got a master's in special like all the things, and so. The concept of, you know, it's, um, I saw something from Adam Grant recently where he's talking about how we, we, we even, I bet there's even like assignments that we give kids of like your roadmap of life mm -hmm. or things like that. Yeah. Um, and now I can't get the life game out of my brain. Yeah, um, cause that, that's all you see, right? You, you see like, I, I drew this card. So now that's yeah. what I have to do, but that's not, he, he put something out where he was talking about, we don't need roadmaps, but what we need is a compass. And, mm. and I think that that analogy was, it's that, that really spoke to me as far as like, I don't, you don't have to know where you're going. You, you do have to have a direction, right? And you do have to know that I, I don't, I think we talk about this, but I don't know that we explicitly say there are going to be things or people or events that kind of like knock you off your direction. 
And then the idea is that you either have to be healthy enough yourself or surround yourself with people that can like nudge you back. Um, but I, the, the concept of like, here's the beginning and here's the end, and this is the pathway to success. And that, that, that life being linear like that, um, is, is not true for most people. I, I would, I, I don't think I'm a unicorn in this. I think that there are plenty of people that our students interact with every day that have a story and it might not be professional. Maybe it's personal related. Maybe they've suffered like intense tragedy in their personal, I, you know, we just don't know. But this idea that we all just, you know, you do these things and if you check each box, then you get to go to the next one. Like, that's just not how it works. Um, and, and I, and I, I, I hope that, you know, there's been this big thing uh, for the past couple of years, probably spurred, pushed further down the line because of the pandemic of, you know, mental health is health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to continue to do a good job to, to say that out loud to people, kids, adults, everybody, that it's just not healthy to think that that's possible or that that's the norm anyway. And that it's okay to not be on that path for a while and then to get back on, right? Like that it's, that it's okay. And yeah. again, these are things that I'm really good at saying to other people, but that conversation with myself is really hard. Yeah. And, and I just think of that, that gratitude journal and thinking like, if I could go back in time to, to talk to 21 year old me and, and making mm. the life decisions that I could do that maybe I don't wander so much off the quote unquote path, because maybe I recognize that I am being successful and I, I am grateful for certain things that come in, whether they be relationships, whether it be physical things or opportunities, but then also just grateful for the failure sometimes, right? And I I, I, I say yeah. that now because I can say that in a podcast, but in but in real <laughs> life, when I'm failing and I'm I'm feeling like I want to quit and I feel like I made a terrible decision and I let a thousand people down, that that voice isn't coming in my head, but but I'm just thinking it in my to myself, putting it in an app or in some way that will, can remind me that when I come back to it. There was a coherent, logical version of me at some point who wrote this down. (laughs) And that person still exists inside. And today is just today. Yeah. Well, what both of you are saying reminds me of a phrase I see in counseling and mental health a lot that goes in line with life isn't linear, but that healing isn't linear either. Mm. Right. And that we have have steps where we go backwards and it's okay to not be okay. Right. Like I've shared stuff in in my past and previous episodes um, about my dad passing away. But there are things right like fog reminds me of that. There are things like when I I have a thing with feathers, when I see feathers and it sort of like makes me stop breathing for a second. Um, But it doesn't mean that that I can't keep moving forward. Yeah, music does that to me. Are you, are mm-hmm. you guys like that? I, I know people that like music is on and they know all the words and they sing the songs, but none of the words register meaning. Mm. I literally, you I like all I like all kinds. Yeah, my brain, I don't know what it is about, and you know, all of our brains are just such weird things. My, any song, if I know the song, it's attached to like, it's like, it's a memory. It's weird. So I struggle with music. When I'm in like a bad place, I can't listen to music like on the radio, because I don't know what's going to come on. Does it bring you back to that memory? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, I, that in the car. But you, but you can't be silent in the car. Podcasts and books, buddy. Podcasts oh, podcast and books. Podcasts and books. That's, That's where it. I do all my reading. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, because it's like a gamble that I'm not willing yeah. to let myself take, because, mm-hmm. because like what you said, I don't know if I've ever heard it worded like that, but, like, there are moments where, like, I'll have a bad day, and I don't think, I'm sure I know, but I'm going to say I don't think, I don't think that means that I've like fallen down two steps on the healing chart or the path that I'm on. Right. right? Like it's just, I had a bad day. Like, and then the tomorrow, if 
it's a better day, then it's not like I have to go back. I'm still on the path that I was on. I just got bumped off the, you know, the compass. I was, you know. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to it. start at day zero of your gratitude journal. It just means you got oh off God, a little. That, God, that, that would be awful. <laughs> I would uninstall the app. <laughs> I, would, I can't handle that. I'd have to go. The, the gratitude journal is an interesting thing because I think when I started doing it, I was like, this is dumb. Like, yeah. Be thankful for something every day. Like that's not going to be hard. And then you get into like day ten, and you've let you've said like all the things that you think like, oh, yeah. I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for this. Well, that's like a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else? You get to day ten, and you're like, <sighs> and, and I think the 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 actual act of thinking about my day and something specific that happened that day that I'm thankful for, um, it 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 makes me. It makes me find positive things that I know are there. That I think sometimes, yeah, yeah, the intentionality of it, yeah. You know, you make me, you make, you make me read all these books, and uh, you and I both (laughs) don't read; we only listen. Um, Shout out to Audible. Okay, yeah. So uh, you you like books? Claire and I discussed this the other day. I don't understand that. Okay, what you you like? I want to feel the pages, turn the pages. I don't listen to it. Is this like nineteen (laughs) eighty three? It was, a, it was a good year. She keeps a tally mark of all the books that she's read on her chalkboard. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I track them, but at least it's online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's on her to-do list. Um, but even in some of those books that you've, you've had me listen to, uh, many of the people talk about how they success is not something that is immediate, right? Like, you can start something and then not be successful, but then ultimately come back to it and it's the end result that really matters yeah i mean concepts that we know to be true in really elementary things like little kids sports where we don't expect kids to like my my son is not five yet and uh played soccer this weekend and uh had two games and in one of the games i think it was close i have no idea what the score is because it's just little kids soccer and it's just it's just terrible. Uh, in the other game, I think the score was like twenty-seven to two, uh, <laughs> where his team got shellacked, and like no one cares. Like even he yeah. doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So like we we're we're comfortable in so many simple settings with knowing that like failure now is fine because this isn't like that doesn't define him right. Like he's mm. for it. And then even if it's like you know bigger kids sports, high school sports and stuff like that, those those moments where you. Like the end product isn't really the the measure of the failure or not. It's what happens later on. The, the part that we don't know, that that's the hard part. I have a really hard time when you even use the word failure right now. I, I don't think like that at all. Like I constantly think about the end product mm. and um, really struggle when I don't feel like it wasn't perfect. I, I think that's normal. And I, you and I have talked about how mm-hmm. similar we are with stuff like this where um, I don't I don't. I don't know that I'm a perfectionist. Like, I don't feel like everything has to be perfect. But there is some level of, I want everything I do to be done well. Mm-hmm. Right? And and who is the arbiter of that? And it's usually me, right? Because there's not someone following me around keeping score like, ooh, man, Dan nailed that. Check. Like, there's not right. that. But I, I, I'm trying to get better at realizing that part of the process of learning to cook or learning to god uh drive because i have a you know my my daughter's in the next year is going to drive and then like things like that like that scary enough that there is failure as part of the process that the and and there's a million stories about that you hear the story and we all roll our eyes like we have of course in that scenario right but not for me 
Right, right. right. That's <laughs> me, fine. Failure is not an right, option. Right, right. For 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 a student I'm counseling or for yeah. a friend I'm helping, like it's okay. Thanks for listening. If you want to share your story or have any comments, email us at podcast at pressureoutloud.com. Follow us on social media at Pressure Out Loud and subscribe to our podcast. Episodes drop on Thursdays.